Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, guys. Welcome back to Downtown Rams. As always, I'm your host, Alexis Kraft. Join here with my co-host, Jake Ellenbogen. And we are coming to you with a double header episode today to not only recap our 26 to 25 win over the New York Giants in New York, but preview our upcoming Week 18 matchup against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. But Jake, to start this off, let's start on a happy note. We are in the playoffs. We did it. The Los Angeles Rams have clinched a playoff spot. Jake, you and I both had them in the playoffs, but a lot of Rams fans uh, thought this season was going to go a completely different way. So what does it mean to you to see this team in the playoffs what does it mean for the Rams? And what are your overall thoughts on this uh, in our wildcard playoff spot, which we could be the sixth or seventh seed. So I'll let you explain um, how that might shake out because you've got that all memorized by now um, about the sixth or seventh seeding. But what does it mean, Jake? And how happy are you feeling right now? Um, well, I'm very happy. Um, it's not that I didn't believe in it. Obviously, I did. But I think, you know, when they were three and six and I still said they'd make the playoffs and I, I felt confident, um, I was well aware that they would have to win six of their next seven games to to really have a shot, um, at least five out of their next seven. And they won six. And, um, you know, I just think it's really cool because what I always say is this, you can predict 10 and seven like I did or nine and eight like you did. Um, you could predict playoffs. But you never know because the NFL is so unpredictable. I mean, just just think about this, Lex. It wasn't that long ago before the season. I'm talking about Hakeem Akers coming off a really good end to last year is a really good compliment to Kyron Williams. And those two are both going to have a really good year. Um, we're talking about how, you know, I remember you both, you, you and I both um, were saying, maybe pump the brakes a little bit on the Puka Nakua train because people were saying like, he's going to start right away. And we're like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like Sean McVay doesn't like using, you know, rookies right away. And well, uh, Puka Nakua uh, has a chance to break two rookie records. So that that's where we're at on that. Um, and, and I mean, Demarcus Robinson was just like a cool depth piece that I was like excited about uh, as a depth piece, not somebody that I thought would emerge down the stretch and be like an OBJ. Um, Kobe Turner, somebody that, you know, I think Les Snead was really high on. And so I got more excited about the pick as the time went on, but never did I think that he would be double teamed more than Aaron Donald. Never did I think he would tie Aaron Donald's defensive tackle, you know, rookie defense tackle sack uh, record. 
Um, never did I think that he would have the game he had when I was at MetLife. I mean, 10 pressures, two and a half sacks, could have had three. Um, he was unbelievable in that game. And then just the weird season it was. Uh, reunion with Daryl Henderson, um, bringing back Brett Maher this week, um, bringing in Carson Wentz, who I was hoping that they would pick up. Um, starting Brett Rippon, who's no longer on the team. Just a lot of different things, but, um, you know, just seeing it all <clears throat> kind of come to fruition. And, uh, you know, I think the the thing that I take the most stock in, and you'll disagree because on your side, you would say Kyron Williams. Um, I didn't think Kyron Williams would do what he's doing because I thought Cam Akers would still be on the roster. Um, but with Matthew Stafford, I, I take the biggest there because... To me, Matthew Stafford's season, he should win comeback player of the year. He's not going to, um, but he should. He was incredible this year for the Rams when they needed him to be. Um, you could argue one of his worst games of the year I was there at MetLife. At um, he wasn't great, right? But just what he was able to do coming off the bye, we watched him in Indianapolis. You know, they blew the lead and everything, but in overtime... This guy, you could tell he had something bad going on with his hip. He could barely move. You have offensive linemen picking him up off the ground. And I mean, the guy is just, you know, he's a taking time bomb. He goes down the field and throws a game winning touchdown to Puga Nakua. Um, you saw those moments this year. You saw coming back from the, the finger. He's had some rough injuries in his career. So these are no different. But just to see what he came back from in the offseason when everyone was talking about, oh, this could be it. Is Matthew Stafford done? Alexis, I can't tell you how many like guest appearances I made. And the first question about the Rams was, is Matthew Stafford going to like play football this year? It was worded in that way, something like that. And I would always say, yeah, uh, everything that I've heard, he's in the best shape of his life. He's you know ready to make this comeback and... Um, I think he's going to have a really good season. And sure enough, you know, it's weird that he gets a Pro Bowl this season, despite the fact he had like 17 more touchdowns in 2021. And that doesn't count as a Pro Bowl year. But um, nonetheless, Pro Bowl season, you know, throwing over 20 plus touchdowns, only 11 interceptions, um, tied for third in big time throw percentage, fewest uh, turnover worthy plays. When you look at that, to me, that embodies what you were hoping you were going to get in Matthew Stafford coming off just that that really tough injury. Because anytime you have any sort of spinal cord injury, you have to pause for a second. It, you know, it, it's not like concussions are, are important. You know, concussions are a problem. And Tua Tagovailoa was considering retirement because of his. Um, but, it, you know, I would say it's not like a, an elbow bruise, right? <laughs> like when you yeah. w- when you have a contusion of the spinal cord, it puts a lot of things in limbo. And most importantly, the guy's 35. So it questions you like, how much longer does he have? And I think that was a legitimate question. And now we've seen this Rams team kind of reach, you know, they're trying to get to the mountaintop again. They're nine and seven here, four and four on the road. They're going to stay on the road, play uh, San Francisco this week, but just seeing how they were able to get it done. They were able to turn this thing around they were dealt a really unfair blow and this is the NFL. So unfair is just kind of the norm last year. A lot of injuries this year, Kyron Williams, they find this, you know, new kid on the block, this, this superstar running back. He's just getting better each week. 
He has his best career game, 158 yards against uh, Arizona. He plays the full freaking game. And at the end of the game, he you don't even find out. It's the next day he's going on IR. And you're like, what? Oh, and by the way, Ronnie Rivers is going on IR, his backup. So the Rams are dealt a really tough blow because Sean McVay, for the first time in his career, is really starting to balance out the run in the pass. And so I think that was that was really big because they did lose three of the four games without Kyron. Make no mistake about it. Their offense only scored 19 touchdowns uh, you know, in the, that those first 10 games. And over the last six, they've scored 22, uh, which is crazy. But the fact is they hung in there. They did what they had to do. And Stafford coming off the injury he had to not play against Green Bay, to leave early on uh, in the Cowboys game, and then to come off just one week of a bye, come off that, beat the Seahawks without Kyron Williams, escape a 17-16 win, just get it done, and then after that, go on the run that they went on and have him playing the way he was playing with like 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. I mean, that's what it's all about. And like I said, you can predict 10, seven, eight and nine, nine and eight. You just don't know how it's going to unfold. And that's why this season has been so fun. And I didn't really touch too much on the defense, but the point is, you know, you just don't know how things are going to go down. And it's been a lot of fun this year. And Alexis, I'll say this. I feel more like I feel closer to this team than most Rams teams that I, that I've ever watched. I mean, I just there's something about this team that they they weren't expected to be good at all. They were not only not only that, they were expected to be the worst team under Sean McVay. And to see them do this and to see them just kind of just, you know, we don't even know how, like we're not supposed to be good. We're just going to go out there and win football games and we're going to we're going to compete. And I've just been so impressed and the Giants game being there kind of exhibited that. I understand the frustration. I understand the embarrassment, um, but I don't look at it like that. They scored four freaking touchdowns on the road in you know December against Wink Martindale. Three of those were Kyron Williams. One of those touchdowns he had to really weave in and out of traffic and, and had to to you know get. But there were also some, some fluky things that went on in that game, Alexis. I mean. You know, the Demarcus Robinson fumble was very fluky. The two interceptions were just airmailed in the cold. I could barely like move my thumb. So I'm not going to blame Stafford because I don't know how the hell he's throwing the rock in that weather. Um, and, and like I said, you know, I thought Martindale came out with a great game plan. Tyrod played great. So just coming away with a win like that, albeit it was 26 25, and the Giants had opportunities to win that game, it doesn't matter. The final score is what matters. Getting the win matters. And then, you know, as the, the day progresses, Seattle loses to the Steelers. Shout out to Pittsburgh um, yeah. and the Rams clinch. So it was a great day to see that Rams win, Steelers win, Rams clinched. Uh, very, very fun New Year's Eve. Start to New Year's Eve, I should say. Uh, very fun day. You, I know you had a fun day. You were at MetLife, uh, which yes. I was jealous of. You were at the game. But yeah, I think this Rams team um, is like kind of like you touched on earlier. They are so fun to watch more so even because they have defied the quote unquote odds. You and I knew that this team had a lot of talent. So you and I weren't like the Rams are going to go four and 12 or, you know, whatever everybody else was saying. Um, so we we knew what to expect with this team. Uh, in terms of talent, but it makes it that much sweeter when it actually plays out kind of the way that we thought and seeing what they did. Listen, everyone knows I am 
the number one Kyron Williams fan on this planet. No doubt about it. I firmly believe that. And I was very high on him going into the season, but I could not have predicted, you know, that he would be second in the league in rushing yards and have as many touchdowns as he did. I mean, let's be honest, if he hadn't missed four games, he would be number one in the league uh, in those categories. I don't have a doubt in my mind. I don't think you do either. I mean, he's only, what, 250-ish yards behind CMC? Yeah. And, you know, Kyron's putting up multiple 100-plus yard rushing games, so there's, there's no doubt in my mind that he could have made that up within four games. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, you can't predict something like that. You can't predict that the fifth-round pick, Puka Nakua, was going to have the season that he did. Uh, you know, maybe we thought that he, uh, he, like you said earlier, we didn't think he was going to be even used as much as he was. And when he was, I don't think either one of us were like, yeah, he's going to be, you know, one of the best receivers in the league this season. No, there are things that happened this season for the Rams that you just can't predict, um, you know, and that I think is what has made it so fun um, to watch and, and be a Rams fan. I mean, it's it's one of the best teams to be a fan of right now, um, in my opinion, with the way that they've been playing. Um, Jake, just to kind of, you know, touch on, this game um, and what the Rams did well against New York. You mentioned uh, Wink Martindale's defense. I, all the credit in the world to the Giants' defense. Um, the Rams definitely struggled. Um, well, struggled in terms they you know they scored a lot as we touched on, but this game could have gone been a lot worse for the Giants. And I think it wasn't because they really tested us uh, with their defense. I was very impressed. Um, Kyron Williams obviously came through those three touchdowns. The last one you mentioned was just a highlight reel, I think, of a touchdown. Very fun to watch. You were there watching it in person. I thought it was fun to watch on TV. That was like an old school, dominant, just... Came towards the sideline that I was on. So I was at the Mm -hmm. 50-yard line up in the cheap seats, which is my favorite, anybody that knows Mm me. Um but he, it was from that sideline and you just, you watch it come together and you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. He's going to score. Like it was, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. It was, it was. And, and Cooper cup, you know, touchdown, uh, which was fun to watch, but yeah, I thought that the, this offense is hot right now. Yes. And we're going to talk about week 18 and kind of what that looks like and our thoughts on that. Um, but first, I just wanted to touch on this Giants game, even though um, maybe not too much to talk about. I, You know, I thought defensively um, pretty solid. I mean, Kobe Turner, two and a half sacks. The Defense tech pressures the year. to me, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, going into this game, by the way, I had Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, and Kobe Turner. After this game, I just think Kobe Turner has gotten the point where he means so much to this defense. I think we're going to see it this weekend against the 49ers um, because Aaron Donald's not playing. I think he's going to be able to have a serious impact on this game without Aaron Donald. I don't think he's just a product of Aaron Donald. Donald makes things easier. Don't get me wrong. But Turner is is double teamed on 72, I believe, 72% of his plays. Okay. Um, Donald is in the sixties, right? So this is somebody that's taking on double teams and he's winning. And when you have 10 pressures in a game, that's a lot. But for this Rams team, that's the most all year by anybody, you know? And like, I understand Hoyt's playing better. Um, and Byron Young's had a good year, but he slowed down a little bit and there's not like a, 
a dominant, you know, Josh Allen, Max Crosby, uh, Nick Bosa on the other side. I mean, like he's a rookie, you know, and then Hoyt is solid, but he's not, you know, so I don't think he's getting like, it's not easy for Turner. He's earning these sacks. He's earning the pressures. Um, I watched him just wreck the game. Essentially. Uh, I thought he had three, like, to be honest with you, I think they could have given him another half sack. Um, I I thought he had three sacks when I watched it. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm glad that this team, you know, Raheem Morris and what he's been able to do with this defense, because coming in, everyone was saying this is going to be the worst defense in the league. And is this the best defense in the league? No, not even close, but they're middle of the pack defense. And what do we always say? I mean, a middle of the pack defense with an elite offense, you can win the Super Bowl with that. You know what I mean? You can win the Super Bowl with a middle of the pack offense and an elite, de- like a number one defense. Um, I think this year, more than ever, it's imperative to have a top offense. And if you look in the NFC playoff race right now, um, pretty much everybody has a really good offense and everyone has a defense that you could throw on. Philly, you can throw on Dallas. Mm-hmm. You're starting to be able to throw on a little bit. The 49ers, you can throw on, you know, Tampa Bay. We'll see if they even hold on to that spot. That's um, such a weird division thing going on. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, what the NFC South team is going to do the most anti. It would help my favor because I don't believe that they deserve their own. Like, I don't think a division winner should automatically get a home playoff game. And I don't think they should automatically get the fourth seed. I think it should be in order of, of record. Um, the most anti-scenario is still possible, Alexis, going into week 18. If the Bucks lose to the Panthers, which is unlikely, but it could happen. Bucks lose to the Panthers. Saints be over the hell they're playing. And the, Fal- or the Saints lose and the Falcons win. The Falcons would host either the Dallas Cowboys or Eagles double-digit wins at eight and nine. Just like a fever dream. This is my point. It's just it's like it's gotta so, they gotta fix between it. this between this and the college football playoffs. Uh, just what are we doing, society? What what is going on? Um, but Jake, speaking of the playoffs, let's talk about uh, next week's matchup because we are playing the number one seed mm-hmm. um, in the NFC in the San Francisco 49ers. They are our division rival. We did play them already, obviously this season, but it was week two. It was like two just so long ago it feels like um in a game that the rams could have won honestly the rams uh i thought hung in there with the 49ers up until the end they kind of fell apart a little bit uh and the 49ers were able to um hang on and and win the game which was unfortunate for us but this is going to be a weird week jake it's going to be a weird week because it is we are playing some of our backups because we are resting people for the playoffs and the 49ers are playing some of their backups. This is going to be Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. I mean, just absolute uh, money as Jake just motioned with his hands, just an absolute (laughs) money game. Um, For those of you who are unfamiliar, the Rams will be holding out in week 18, Matthew Stafford, Kyron Williams, Cooper cup, Aaron Donald's, and Ernest Jones. And that's just to start the game, Jake, because I do think 
that regardless if we start winning or losing that in the second half they're going to pull a lot more starters is just my personal opinion i think they're yeah. going to pull puka nakua as soon as he breaks the record i think this is they're doing Probably. him a courtesy as they should to let him attempt you know to get the 29 yards and then i think they're going to pull him which is smart um but i do have to i do have to say something because i kind of i was talking with people on twitter or x or whatever you call it about this uh my off the bat i was like sit the starters that was my personal i was like i don't want anybody getting hurt i could just see it in my mind the nightmare scenario of we leave our starters in for like week 18 and kyron goes in there and like breaks an ankle or like something i was like oh. just sit the starters okay that was my philosophy but then after seeing i got a lot of feedback on that about people talking about well then they won't be hot it's really you know a long time for them to sit between now and the wild card game not playing at all and what about the sixth and seventh seed like do you really want to risk being the seventh seed and then in my mind i kind of started to backtrack a little bit and i was like you know what these are actually kind of like good points like does it make more sense to play them for a half does it make more sense to you know maybe just play them throughout the game periodically you know less reps maybe we shouldn't be sitting them you know at all so jake i'm here curious to hear your thoughts on this because like i said i very much was team sit the starters like do not risk it like don't end the season before we even get to the playoffs but I've kind of changed my tune a little bit to where now I'm not so sure what the best approach is. What do you think? I think this is a very interesting conversation to be had because I don't think there's a winner and a loser here. I don't think there's a right and a wrong. Um, because here's the deal. I mean, do you, like say this game is that important. Why, why would they play the first half and not the second half? See what I'm saying? Like, there's not really a right and wrong answer because you have the first half, the second half option. You have not playing them. You have playing them. You have a lot of different options here. Um, here here's a, a, a number here for you. I put this out there. People thought I was crazy, but it's true. If the Rams don't play their starters this weekend, that would be 23 days and only one game played in that amount of time. So I think the rest thing is real. Um, you know, the rust, excuse me. I know some people will push back and say, I disagree. They're practicing all that. Yeah. Practice isn't playing in an actual NFL game. Um, so I think a rust thing is real. The reason why I say that is because I feel like they came out really methodical in the, um, in the game script against the giants, but it was definitely like covering up. And that's the beauty about it. They scored four touchdowns still, but it was covering up. I think this team was a little rusty coming out. Like they didn't, there was, there was some cobwebs there. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I saw. So maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of how I felt. And you go back to, you know, 2017 and they had the three seed and the Falcons who were just in the Super Bowl the year prior had the sixth seed. They had the more veteran presence and you decide to rest all of your starters against the 49ers. They clobber Sean Mannion and the gang and then you go in at Coliseum, you know, the week later and you get embarrassed, you know, you get outplayed Dan Quinn's Falcons team just had your number. And, you, you know, I feel like that's still in my mind. It's still in a lot of Rams fans minds. Cause I mean that game, I'm not even kidding you. You didn't know me yet that game. So Joe Curley was my co-host at the time we had to postpone <laughs> our show, like the recap show of the playoff game for two days 
because I went into a coma. Okay. So what ended up happening is I got really sick after the game. And I, I just assume like, I just say the Rams almost killed me. So I got really sick and I woke up in the next day. This was a Saturday night. And I woke up the next day and Tyrod Taylor had just sent, had just won a playoff game for the bills for the first time in 17 years. I was like, wait, 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 wait hold on. My dad told me this. I was like, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isn't that Sunday? He's like, yeah, it's like 7 p.m. on a Sunday. Like, what? <laughs> so I slept almost 24 freaking hours after that game. And uh, we postponed the game. And it's like, I, that's what I remember about 2017. I remember I was right about him, them being 11 and 5. I was right about Sean McVay. I was right about the Todd Gurley turnaround. But that loss killed me, Alexis. That yeah. loss killed me. And you know what? I understand there are people that look at this team as if they're you're playing with house money. Oh, well, they're, they're not supposed to be here. I'm not one of those people, folks, and neither is she. We both said they would be here. So I'm not going to backtrack now and try to play, you know, Mr. Nice Guy and like, oh, let's, let's have moral victory Sunday or moral victory Saturday. No, 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 no. If they lose in the first round, I'm going to be upset. Because I think that they can get to the divisional round. I think they can get to the conference championship. And I think they can get to the Super Bowl. Now, am I going to be upset if they lose in the NFC title game? Um, Like mad at them? No. No. I had them before the season going to the divisional round. But like the point is like, you know, they have to at least have a nice little playoff run here. And they're not playing with house money. They belong here. So... My my biggest thing here is going back to your point, resting starters and all of that. It, back in 2017, they did. They came out rusty. I don't think they're going to come out flat. I don't. I have this feeling that like like Sean knows what he's doing. I think 2017, a lot of it came down to his playing calling. Um, they weren't as rusty as say like you know it kind of felt. I think it was the play calling. I think Sean was out coached by a more. Uh, you know, a more experienced coach, a guy who just coached in the Super Bowl a year ago, Dan, uh, you know, Dan Quinn. So that's what I think that was. In this one, if he goes up against Dan Campbell, I don't think Dan Campbell is going to have the Rams overlooking the, the game. Um, so I don't, I don't worry about that. And it's not like, oh, you don't think Stafford is going to be ready to go in Detroit? Um, now if they don't play the Lions and they go to Dallas. I kind of feel like Sean McVay is low key flexing on Dallas here, even though they lost 43 to 20. I think he knows something that we don't because the way like he was talking to like he decided like they're not really interested in the seating and everything. Alexis Dallas fans right now, all over Twitter are praying Carson Wentz wins on Sunday. That that's the state we're in right now. Dallas fans do not want to see the Rams. Not at all. And it's funny I made a joke about this on Twitter because Rams fans don't want to see Dallas. And for me, I'm sitting here like, who's going to beat this team? The only team that beat the Rams, the only team, Alexis, since the bye 
is the best team in football. So I'm not sitting there like, Oh no, I don't want to play the lions. They, you know, Jared Goff in the offense or, Oh no, I don't want to play Dallas's defense and Dak Prescott and CD lamb or, Oh, I don't want to play the Eagles for no one saying that everyone wants to play the Eagles. The players want to play the Eagles. Um, but you, you see my point is that it shouldn't matter who they play. Like it, it matters about getting the six seed. It does. But like at the same time, like I, I don't get like the excuses here. So what I'll say is this with the sitting and starting and all that. I like the way they did it because I would say this is going to make them a better football team moving forward. You're giving your backup a chance to get things going right before the playoffs. If Stafford, God forbid, were to go down. Now he's in game shape. He's ready to go. He went up against a 49ers team. That's likely going to be starting their starters, at least the first half. Um, I think they got to get the run game going. Kyron can't carry everything on his back. We've already seen he collapsed. He had the, the ankle injury. So we can't have that, right? Kyron can't have 98% of the touches. It just doesn't work. Like running backs can't carry that load anymore. So, that's the thing is that I think I look at this a little differently than some people. First off, they're giving Carson Wentz a chance to win this football game. The whole offensive lines out there, whether I agree or not with Havenstein playing right tackle, I feel like he should probably be sitting, but the whole offensive lines out there, he's got Cooper, uh, not Cooper cup. He's got Puka Nakua until he breaks the record. He's got Demarcus Robinson. He's got two, two out. Well, Ben Skoranek, Austin Trammell, Tyler Johnson just got, you know, added, um, Davis Allen, Bryson Hopkins. Then you look at the defense. Everybody's still intact except for Donald and Ernest Jones. You can win this football game. You know, not only does it build confidence for your team, it shows the depth that you have, but also it helps out your backup quarterback. He's ready to go in a pinch. Your running game, you can start getting going. You can get Ronnie Rivers. You can get Royce Freeman. You can get Zach Evans going. So, when you need them in the playoffs, because we've seen Sean McVay platoon two running backs against the Dallas Cowboys back in 2018, they both went over a hundred yards, Todd and CJ. So if they were to want to do something like that, now Ronnie rivers or Royce Freeman are going to be ready for that. Right. And then most, you know, I think another important thing is two, two Atwell. you're getting him back in the mix because he hasn't had a catch in three weeks. You know, it's been the DeMarcus Robinson show. And now you have the, the young tight ends. Higby's out with an injury. So now these young tight ends get an opportunity. Um, and of course the safety net for a quarterback is a tight end. And now of course, you know, you get the the linebackers involved. So Ernest Jones isn't playing. So that means either Christian Roseboom or Jake Hummel, who I believe it's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Jake Hummel. Um, or Troy reader who played in the super bowl has to step up. So now you have those guys having to step up in the trenches you know, Kobe Turner's going to take on a bigger role. Bobby Brown is back, all of that. So I think it's a it's a golden opportunity, Alexis. You know, to for to, you know just to get better as a team, to get some you know more reps, you know, under these guys. And I, in a way, I was kind of hoping that they would sit more guys. Um, but I like this. I, I think this is gonna this is gonna bode well for them. If they sat everyone, I w- I'd be a little concerned. Um, but I, I like that they're giving Wentz a shot. Because if you put him behind a bad offensive line, you have to worry about him getting hurt. And if he's hurt, he can't back up Car- uh, He can't back up Matthew Stafford. And now you have Dresser win for the rest of the playoffs. Good luck with that. So I was asked this question uh, before we recorded our show. I was on a 49er show. And uh, the ladies over there asked me, you know, 
do you still have this feeling like whenever we match up, it's like, oh, we want to win. We want to beat them. Right. We're rivals because we both made the playoffs. They asked, you know, me to start. They're like, you know, do you still have this feeling of like, God, I just really want to beat the 49ers? Or is it more like, you know, it's a rivalry game, but it's we've clinched the playoffs I'm relaxed about it. Or are you still like, no, like we need to win this game at all costs. It's the 49ers. Like how steadfast are you in your hatred uh, for the 49ers this week? And my response personally was, I have to admit, I, I obviously want to get the win over the 49ers, but I, if we lose, there is kind of that sense of like, well, we're, we're going to the playoffs. Like this is like, I am looking ahead a little bit. Um, which I normally advise doing against. Um, but it's hard not to in this situation when we're both teams are kind of not at full strength playing our backups. Um, but I obviously want to win. I mean, it still would be bragging rights, in my opinion, no matter if, if there is an asterisk, uh, you know, next to it because, you know, the starters aren't playing. It's the 49ers. We want to win. Yeah. I mean, for me, I hope they kick the shit out of the 49ers. I mean, obviously. Here, here's my thing. As a Carson Wentz fan and a Rams fan, I feel like, you know, Carson has kind of like lost his way in the NFL. And it's going to be bittersweet because I feel like he's going to end up being Baker Mayfield, where a team that wouldn't give him a shot, just like no one would give Baker Mayfield a shot. A team will give Carson Wentz a shot. They'll pay him money because the Rams gave him an opportunity. Um, I think Wentz is going to ball out this Sunday. I, I feel very confident in saying that this is going to be a game that we remember for, for a little bit. And it's going to weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be like that week 18 game. You remember that weird week 18 game? I mean, you know, it's going to be like that. And, and I actually, I'd go back to, I believe the 49ers made it that year and they might've been saying their starters. I don't remember the Rams in 2002 on Monday night football is the last game of the year. I remember Dre Bly ripping the ball out of Garrison Hurst's hands. And the Rams won that game like 31-20. And they went 7-9 and nine that year, I think. And they missed the playoffs. It was 2002. And like the 49ers had already made it. So like they kind of didn't care. But it was such a big deal for like Rams fans. They're like, yes, we beat them. And it was a down year. You know, like Warner got hurt, whatever. Um, I feel like it's going to be like one of those weird games. Like I still remember when Warner was out. Jamie Martin was out. Scott Covington. You're probably like, what the hell? Scott Covington was supposed to start in that game. Marshall Falk. I remember him taking warmups before the game was the emergency quarterback. This game still is ingrained in my brain. Alexis. I remember watching Dre Bly rip the ball out of Garrison Hurst's hands and run it back for six. And I remember them winning and I remember them winning and scoring. I think it was 31, 20, and I feel like this is going to be that type of game. I think we're, you know, it's going to be weird. It's going to be like one of those weird Rams and 49er games that some people forget. Rams fans won't forget. I think Carson Wentz is going to have a good one in this one. And I'm actually, I'm going to change my score prediction that I've been giving. So when, whenever we do that, I'm going to change it. But I, I think, well, I think we're going to see some fireworks. I, I really do. Well, let's get into the predictions. You know, uh, before we get into the score, let's get into kind of the fun stat predictions. Um, you know, maybe you can predict another uh, defensive back to rip the ball out of someone's hand and <laughs> run it back. I've never seen that. I, I 
for a touchdown. Hey, but you can predict it. Who does it. that, though? Like, that's why I love that place so much. I kind of remember. I don't remember watching it live, I'll be honest. But I, I feel like there has been posts about that play before. Um, yeah. But I, I'll go first with my predictions for this week. Um, again, it's very interesting because it, it is going to be a very weird week 18. When, when both teams have clinched a playoff spot, anything can happen because it's just going to be like a weird little game. Like, it's just like who, like in the year of our Lord, 2024, I'm watching Carson Wentz play quarterback for the Rams. I mean, what's going on? Um, multiverse. So I, okay. So first let's start with the offense. So my first prediction is going to be that Carson Wentz throws for three touchdowns, three plus. Wow. Three. Yeah. Okay. I do. Because here and here's the thing. I I think that both teams are going to be pulling starters as the game goes on. Like I think it's just going to be like pulling at a thread. Like the game <laughs> is going to go on and they're going to be like, "All right, we're pulling, you know, Puka Nakua. All right, we're pulling, you know, Higby. We're just we're pulling like I think it's going to dwindle down. I mean, Carson Wentz is obviously going to stay in the game. I don't think we're going to see Dresser win come in in the second half. Um spoiler. Uh, but yes, I do think that Carson Wentz is going to throw for three plus touchdowns, uh, on Sunday. So that's my first prediction. I think that we are going to see one of those touchdowns. So this is my second beat to Ben Skoranek. I think that he is the most, one of the most, when you take away, you know, Cooper cup, he's the next most experienced Rams receiver been on the team the longest uh between you know him and the other receivers so i think we're gonna see ben Skoranek touchdown defensively i think we're seeing kobe turner two plus sacks we saw him get two and a half if he doesn't get defense rookie of the year after that 12 no uh, i think he's gonna seal it season. i think he's i think he's gonna seal it because i think that he knows that he's you know for whatever reason even though i think he's the undisputed defensive rookie of the year i think that he you know knows that in the eyes of the media, whoever he's got something to prove, he is playing. He's not sitting, um, assuming they don't, you know, end up pulling him. But yeah, I think we're gonna see him make a statement this game, um, prove that not only is he the defensive rookie of the year, but he's a very good player with or without Aaron Donald, as you alluded to earlier. So, Jake, what are your three predictions for this game? So my first one is that. Carson Wentz is going to throw over 300 yards and run for 50 yards. So that's, that's that he hasn't run for 50 yards in a while. I feel like he'll have an opportunity as better receivers and whatnot, obviously a better offensive coordinator than what he had in Washington. Um, So that's what I have. So 350 total yards. I think he's going to have a great game. Um, And then my second one is going to be that, Tutu Atwell is going to get a huge touchdown. Like it's going to be like 60 plus yards. Like I I can already see it. They might even start the game off that way. They might even do like play action. Wentz just throws a bomb to Tutu Atwell. What a way to start off a game like that. Um, So I think that's going to happen. Number three, I think my guy Duke Nukem, Duke Shelley's back. He's going to get a pick. That's right. It's going to be in the red zone and it's going to be on uh fellow red beard, Sam Darnold. I think, uh, I watched Darnold throw an interception in that red area. Like he was, he looked pretty good against the Ravens, albeit it was kind of garbage time at that point. But uh, he was moving the ball, you know, keeping him going. When it got into the red zone, he tried to thread the needle. I think he's going to do it again. And I think uh, Duke Shelley's going to come down with a pick. I'd say a Kello Witherspoon, but at this point, 
I feel like Akello is waiting for the playoffs. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on that. But I think uh, Duke Shelley, his return off the IR, he's missed like five games. I, I think he's going to get a pick in this one. You want to give your score prediction? I'll let you go first since I did stats first. Yeah. So I initially had 23 20. That's what I said on some other shows. I'm going to say this is an old school, like Matt Flynn type of weird ass week 17, but actually 18 now game where we just have like really good performance from a quarterback. But I think the Niners have the depth to like actually stay in this game if it does get a little bit out of hand. And I think Darnold can operate an offense. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 30 to 27, the Rams prevail. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's a, a back and forth. I think it's going to be a shootout. I, I would say that's a shootout. Um, I think the, the game is going to come down to a game winning field goal by Brett Maher. And he's going to flip off every Rams fan that ever doubted him. No, I can't. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, I think what I want to see the most obviously is a win. And I want to see Carson Wentz succeed, but I forgot to mention, I really want to see Brett Maher get some work before the playoffs, get him as many of those kicks as you can. I'm not going for it unless it's like fourth and inches, fourth and one, fourth and two. I want him to get opportunities. And what Sean McVay was saying is what I've been saying. This guy has only missed two field goals inside of 49 this year. When you stretch it outside of 50, that's when it gets a little tough. So I like him inside of 49. Keep it there. Get him going. That way he can be ready for the playoffs. Because, I mean, he he has not kicked in a while. And I'm just saying, you want to get him ready. So that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, I have 30 to 27 Brett Maher game-winning field goal. And Rams win? I, well, Brett Maher's kicking the game-winning field goals, so oh, yes, right. the Rams are. <laughs> um, okay, so I have the Rams winning as well. Okay. Twenty-four to seventeen. Okay, that's probably so more that's, realistic. So that that's my. I do think the Rams come away with the win, um, and it's still going to feel good getting a regular season victory against the 49ers. I know it's a weird game, but we'll take it. Um, you know, I think I think that the Rams are going to pull out the W, and it's always nice to close out the season with a win, whether you make the playoffs or not. I mean, even if you make the playoffs, but you, you get you have a bad game week 18, that's not good for momentum. It's not good for energy. So I think the Rams are going to go out there, they're going to play their best, and they're going to get the W. And They're going to get the W. Yeah, they're going to finish out 9-8. and eight. 10 and 7. That's what I meant. <laughs> They'd be 9 and 8 if they lost, so you would be right. So no, no, you no, win no. either I way. I meant 10 and 7. No, <laughs> no, no, I meant 10. <laughs> I always mess up this section. Have you it, noticed I, that? It happens. It happens. It, there must be a timer in my brain that it's like your brain is going to work until exactly this moment. And then definitely a timer. Shut up. We, we hit 40 <laughs> minutes or 50 minutes. My brain is like, uh uh-uh, uh, over the limit. Full disclosure, um, we didn't. We talked for like an hour before we we started this. We did, we I did, mean, and I did another show before this. Yeah, so, so I you've did just a show, been talking. and I've just been talking for like three hours. So, um, but w- the reason is no, I I meant ten and seven. I was even looking at you, and I was gonna say we're going with Jake's prediction, not mine, which was nine and eight, and I said <laughs> nine and eight. Yikes, I mean, guys! 
Um, yeah. It's all right. We both predicted a Rams win on Sunday. So let's uh, keep that positive energy, Jake. So let's predict uh, who they're going to play in the playoffs. Okay. I My gut feeling is telling me we're going to play the Lions. It's just meant to be, man. You know, I kind of have a weird feeling story. it's going to be Dallas, but I, I, I just, I, even though my gut is telling me Dallas, like it's telling me that for whatever reason, the Rams will win this game and it's still going to be the Cowboys. I don't know why, but I, I am getting that vibe, but I got to go with Detroit. I mean, it makes too much sense. And here's the thing. If the bears come through, and the Rams all like if the Rams lose this game and the Bears like actually come through and they beat the Packers, Rams still get the sixth seed. They yeah. like really the only way for um Detroit to not play the Rams is if the Cowboys are to lose and the Rams win. The Rams will have the sixth seed. The Cowboys lose. Lions win. The Lions would jump to the second seed. Um and with an Eagles win, uh, that would put him back down to the, the the third seed. The Lions would. So, I mean, the Eagles. You guys got to hear this. The Eagles. It's it's not likely they're going to play the Eagles. I'm just going to say that right now. Alexis, these are the two scenarios. Ready? Rams yeah. beat Packers. Rams beat Bears. Rams beat Forty Niners. Holy hell! Uh, See, we've just gone on too long. Yeah, Lions win against the Vikings. The Cowboys lose the Commanders and the Eagles tie the Giants. If all that happens, the Eagles would take over the third seed. The Rams would get them as the sixth seed. The other option is if the Rams lose to the 49ers, the Packers win, the Eagles win, and the Cowboys lose to the Commanders. The Eagles beat the Giants. The Rams as the seventh seed would head to Philly and play the second seeded Eagles. So... I'll say this. The Rams will be whoever they play. I, I'm very confident. I think Sean McVay is going to have his team ready to go. Not many in this in, in this playoff bracket. Not many have a Super Bowl. Actually, only Matthew Stafford. And I think if the if the Bucks make it, doesn't... Uh, what's his face? Kyle Trask have a Super Bowl? Technically, <laughs> so, yeah. So Kyle Trask... Uh, Matt, uh, yeah. Matthew Stafford, Kyle Trask, and uh, Carson Wentz. That'd be it. Wild. And then uh, Super Bowl winning coaches, McVay and McCarthy. That's it. Wild. So I know. I don't know. Weird, weird year. But uh, on that note, guys, we're going to end it. We are predicting a Rams victory against the 49ers this Sunday, uh, which is coming up. But until then, as always, if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at the Alexis Craft. You can follow Jake at JK Bogan. And we'll be back soon, guys. But until then, stay safe, take care, and go Rams. Go Rams.